Well, the ironic thing is that I made all this effort to get all of you guys so close to me, and then I made Raf sit up there by himself. But uh, he gets the bird's eye view. <laughs> you can come down if you want. But um, the, the, the gospel today was this reading of the, the 12. Now everyone's eyes are on Raf. It's really funny. <laughs> the 12 apostles. Okay? Jesus chose 12 guys to be his his special disciples, right? Um, He has chosen you to be his missionaries, which is why you're here today. Because Jesus wanted someone to go and do like a special mission for him this week. You know, maybe some of you think, okay, well, I'm here because my mom made me come. uh, Or I'm here because, um, I don't know, I had nothing else to do in the summer. But in a way, there's no way you would be here God hadn't planned for you to be here, right? He's the one in control of our destiny. He's the one who planned for you to be here. Another cool thing about these, this reading from the gospel is that there were like a couple pairs of brothers among the 12 apostles, right? So we got a couple of you here who are sisters and sisters and brothers and sisters. Three and you two are brothers, you know? So kind of like the apostles, you know? You know what it's like to be following Jesus and doing something for him, but to have your little brother or your big brother there annoying you the whole time, right? Or a sister, big brother or sister. Right? We're a lot like them. There's another cool thing about the 12 apostles, which all of us can relate to, that one of them was a big sinner in the eyes of everybody else. Matthew, the tax collector. For the, for the everyday Jews, there's no, there's no other way you could think of a worse sinner than someone who had teamed up with the Romans to demand taxes from all of his fellow Jews just so that he himself could get more money and be more rich. You know, it's terrible. So the tax, Matt, Jesus chose one of those people to be his follower, to be his disciple. You know? So if you're thinking in your head, okay, I'm here with this mission thing, but I'm really not that holy because I'm actually a sinner and I'm all messed up, then you fit right in. Because <laughs> Matthew was the same way, right? God wants, God wants to change that. He wants to help you, to bring you along the path, to grow in holiness. But he's not, he's not going to not choose you and not send you out just because of your mistakes, the same way, the same way he did with Matthew. You know? um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to take advantage of this, of this little moment we have together in this Mass to, um, to kind of give a little introduction to this mission and to the mission work that we're doing. Okay? Some of you are here for the first time. Some of you are here for like the third time, right? Some of you are here the fourth, fifth, manyth time. Who's been here the most? I don't know. Could be Rachel. Could be Lucy. I don't know. I don't know. Could be Anna. Okay. <laughs> right? Some of you have been here many, many times, but I think it's really helpful to have a refresher. Today, half of us were out sweating. You guys were sweating more than I was on that terrible farm in the dust and the sun. And I'm sure at some point you thought, okay, what the heck am I doing this for? You know? Uh, so what are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? Yes. For, for food. For the homeless people. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant for food for ourselves. But <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. So you know that the farm, the farm has a purpose, right? The farm is there to serve the homeless, right? Um, but really, I mean, you could, like, you could find more efficient ways of doing the work, right? Or you could just send someone else to do it and not do it yourself, right? What, what benefit does it have to us, to you, to be out there working on the farm? 
What good does that, that do for you? There's a lot of good that, you, that it can do for you. And I wanted to highlight some of those things. Um, one thing is that it's, it's just, it's first, in the first place, we should see it as answering God's call. Uh, yesterday, the gospel was the gospel where Jesus says, man, there's so many people out here for us to, for us to teach and, and heal and talk to, um, but there's not enough people to do all the work that needs to be done. We need to ask God to send laborers into his harvest. That's from the words of Jesus himself. Ask the Lord of the harvest, harvest to send out laborers. You guys are laborers who, who Jesus has chosen. You're like the answer to somebody's prayer. You know, somebody's out there praying, Lord, please send more missionaries into the church. And here you are, you know. Somehow God has sent you to be laborers in his harvest, okay? Um, being out there on the, on the farm and doing this hard work helps us. One of the things that it helps us to do is to be able to encounter Christ in hard work. Uh, where did Jesus spend most of his life up until he was about 30 years old? Anybody know? Lucy? You don't know? Nobody knows where he spends his life? Yeah. He was a carpenter. Yes. So he spent most of his time in Nazareth just hanging out with his dad, Joseph, and his mom, Mary, and uh, working. Probably stubbed his, his, hammered his finger a few times, you know. He probably got a lot of slivers. He probably had really tough hands because he's working with wood all the time, you know. Jesus did hard work. We get the opportunity to be like Jesus and to encounter Jesus when we have to do hard work. Um, another great benefit that we can get from this kind of work is uh, learning to love each other, to live out Christian charity in our, in our difficult circumstances. You know, so you know what it's like when you start to get tired and frustrated, what normally starts happening between people in relationships when you're tired and frustrated, yes? Arguments, Arguments bickering, complaining, all that stuff, right? So being in situations where you're, you're in a, like a, little, a little Christian community that's working together for something that's really good and really noble and really holy. And uh, that really helps us to, to keep the focus on, on living it as Christians which is living it with love, you know? So there's probably gonna be a moment when you're like really tired and you don't feel like working anymore and you see like Fiona out there still pulling weeds by herself and you're like, okay, well, I'll go keep her company, you know? Because just, just because of a little act of kindness, right? Um, if you wanted to do this in the way that the world does it instead of the way that Christians do it, then you'd be like, haha, loser, she's out there picking weeds by herself, you know? And you're like, eh. But that's, I mean, that's not the way that we're going to do it, you know? We want to do it as Christians, where we seek to love. Or you might be like, man, I'm so thirsty right now. I've got to go get a drink. So you, like, go and get a bottle of water. And then you think for a second, hey, wait, maybe everybody else who's out there is actually thirsty too. I'll get, like, five <coughs> bottles of water and bring out bottles, bottles of water for everybody, you know? Or maybe you're, like, uh, we're having lunch, and you're, like, so, so hungry. And you're, like, okay, I'm just going to dive in there. And I'm not looking at you because you're a hungry person. <laughs> I'm just going to dive in there and eat all of the, uh, what are we having for dinner tonight? Pitas. <laughs> I mean, all the chicken pitas by myself. And then you realize that Kiara is sitting beside you and you hear her stomach growling. So you're like, oh man, I think I'll, I think I'll let Kiara eat before me. Not just because she's a girl, but because she's hungry too. You know? It's learning in the difficult circumstances to love to care about others, to put others first. That's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a way of giving yourself, right? 
Um, there's a whole theology about this, but if you, the, the way that God made us is so that we would give ourselves to others. So I'd be able to, to like make myself a gift to other people, you know? And we can do that by our work. We can do that by service. We can do that by doing manual things for people. Little things. Sometimes the best ones are the little ones that are, that are hidden that nobody else sees, you know? Um, you know, it's something about our normal missions is that it's really kind of, uh, it'd be a really good way to show off how good we are. Because you're actually out there and you're actually giving a homeless person uh, a sandwich or, or a lasagna or a chili, right? And it feels really good to do that. But when you're out working in the field, nobody sees you doing it. And you don't even actually see the fruit that it's bearing for somebody else, you know? Today we were tying up tomato plants and there aren't even any tomatoes there yet, you know? <coughs> and like, we're not gonna get to see those tomatoes and we're sure as heck not gonna get to see the people who eat the tomatoes in the end, right? It's a more hidden way of serving. Does that make sense? It's like, instead of showing off what we're doing, we're doing something hidden that nobody else sees except one another, okay? Um, there's gonna be a lot of sacrifice during, during this week. Sacrifice is a really good point to bring up and to name it because uh, today it already happened that there were moments when we were like, okay, I'd rather be on my phone, I'd rather be sitting in the shade, and they're asking me to go pull out weeds, or they're asking me to go and what we're doing, shoveling compost, forking compost. <laughs> like, like and, and it's a sacrifice, you know? And there's gonna be moments when you're like, already tired of forking and you've still gotta finish the job, you know? Um, sacrifice is a real Christian virtue. Why? Because of Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice. Um, it makes us more like Christ. Every time that we make a sacrifice, we can unite it to Christ. We just have to say, Jesus, I offer this up to you. I offer this to you. I'm doing this for you and for all the people that you want to save by your sacrifice. How did Jesus save the world? Not by beating all of his enemies and killing them all. He saved the world by being defeated by his enemies and dying on the cross. It's a mystery, but it's the truth of our faith. Power of sacrifice. So every time that we make a little sacrifice and we unite it to Christ, we're joining in that. St. Paul says that we make up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It's like there really wasn't much lacking in his sufferings. Like his, his suffering was complete for us. But he wanted us to be able to, to take part in it. So, he's, so he lets us make up a little bit of what's lacking of, of, of his suffering. He gives us the chance to suffer along with him. Um, okay, and then there's two other things that I think that we learn here on these missions working at the farm. One is uh, what it's like to spend a whole day full of prayer. So we're going to pray in the morning, and we're going to pray before our meals, and we're going to pray at lunchtime, and we're going to pray in the afternoon, and have mass, and pray. Uh, we might pray the rosary while we're working. It'd be a really good idea if the leaders can remember to do that. Uh, you know, And then we're going to pray with people while we're on the street, right? And then we're going to pray at night when we go to adoration. So we get to spend a whole day with, with uh, little moments of prayer throughout the day. And that's another thing St. Paul says. Pray at all times. You know, the Christian life is full of prayer. And um, something that some of us leaders were talking about was the, the <coughs> fact that we, we love when people come on missions. We love seeing them uh, serving and doing good. But if, you, if your life is lacking those moments of prayer when you go home, then, then, you're, then you're still missing like, the big picture. You're still missing the real gift that, that we long to give you. you know? We want every one of you 
to have a daily prayer life, to have daily moments of prayer. That's why tomorrow we're going to have, and the next day we're going to have a little moment in the morning when you get to go by yourself and, uh, and spend time just talking to Jesus. Cool idea, huh? Maybe it might be a little scary, uh, but we'll tell you a little bit how to do it beforehand. And then, uh, and then go and just talk to Jesus. It's beautiful. Okay. And one more thing is that you get to see what it's like to spend a full day full of joy. Joy is one of the biggest Christian uh, characteristics of a Christian life, is that we're joyful. So I hope that we get to sing some songs, play the guitar. I'll teach you the mission songs. You can all sing them together. Maybe before we start our work tomorrow, remind me that we should do the mission song before we start our work. Yeah, because we're supposed to be joyful. It's all over the Bible that we're supposed to be joyful. Why are we joyful? Because the cross is not the, the end of the story. What's the end of the story, Kara? After the cross, what happened? Yes, he rose from the dead. It was amazing. He was victorious, right? Defeat was not the end. You know, that's how, we, that's how he chose to save the world, was through his defeat. But his defeat was actually victorious <coughs> in the end. He went into death and he overcame it and he came back to life. And our life is full of that life. We're full of joy because of Christ. Because he, because, because Brother Daniel's trying to get in the church. Oh man. Christian, why don't you go open the door for him? See if, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, Christ gives us that joy. That we're, that's the life that we're living in, you know? We're victorious. We're not losers. We're the winners. We've got the victory. We've got eternal life in our grasp, thanks to Jesus. Wow. That's beautiful. Okay, I don't want anyone else to fall asleep because we've already had a few who are having a hard time with this. I did want to say something about serving the poor, but that's a lot easier, and we'll get to that. Like, maybe tomorrow afternoon we can give a little pep talk. How did you guys find it today? Was it good? Was it a good experience? Okay, Brother Dan is over there now trying to get in. Okay, <laughs> okay let's, let's continue this Mass. Um, and I'll invite you uh, during the rest of this Mass to, uh, we're going we're gonna to be, you know, doing what I said. Christ is going to come down on the altar, right? Um, so look at Jesus as this is, this is the one who brought me here. Jesus, you're the one who brought me here, and you're the one who's sending me out to do your work. So, so let's offer ourselves to Jesus. Jesus, here I am. I'm here to do your work uh, throughout this mission.